0: good Bible lesson tonight. It'll fix every one of your problems. (laughs) (laughs) Every one of them. Well, the the potential's there. Well, it's like a newspaper. I'm going to throw it up on the porch and I don't know if y'all read it or they spank the dog with it or I don't know, start a fire with it or use it for puddle pads. I don't know. But potentially, it'll fix everything. Praise God. Praise God. I remember my our last day in 1994 at Raymond. I know I mentioned this a long time ago, but uh, one of our instructors, uh, Doug Jones, said... I do this to myself every year because this is our our last time together. And then you'll graduate in uh, the next week or something like that. And he thought, and you're going to go out, some of you in ministry, you already know where you're going. Some of you are going to start with something. Some of you are going to go back and help somebody. And, and uh, he says, what do you tell people? Especially if they haven't had any experience in ministry at all, what do you tell them? He says, out of everything that, that, uh, you know, and of course he just taught whatever classes that he taught for those two years, what what do you tell someone? And uh, who knows? Of course, before he was an instructor at Ramah, he was a pastor for a number of years and traveled. And so he he says, so full the one message that I can think of that that I hope will serve you in the years to come will come out of 1 Samuel 30. And it wasn't uh, theology, but it was about, you know, David uh, finding himself in a crisis coming back from the war and then finding out that uh, his, the enemies have come and taken all his and his family, and everyone's all the women were gone and the children were gone the their possessions was gone, and they'd burned the city, and the people were so aghast about the whole thing, they were ready to stone David. And I thought, well, what's he want us to know that for? Well, it says David encouraged himself in the Lord, and uh, you don't have to be in the ministry for that to be uh, good wisdom for you. Uh, it, it does work in the ministry a lot, because uh, anyone ever woke up and didn't have a cheerleader, or or, or the praise team, or whatever. And someone, uh, you know, someone wasn't there to make it all right and two three to agree. And, and you have to just look inside and know what you know. And you have to encourage yourself, don't you? But anyway, uh, I want to talk about wisdom for just uh, a few minutes tonight. The wisdom of God. This is uh, exactly what he gave me. And I've... Uh, i uh, he knows he was going to be here, and he knows where we are and what we 're thinking, and what he knows the plan, and he knows how to get from a to b and or, and he knows all of it and these are things that you know but I want to remind you of and so uh first corinthians chapter one don 't you don't want to turn to this one because we 're just going to pull something out of this one if you 're making notes first corinthians one twenty one says for after that in the wisdom of God the world By wisdom did not know God. The world by wisdom did not know God, but it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. We know uh, there's verses, we won't turn to all these tonight, just kind of introducing some things. We know that that Jesus is called the, the wisdom of God. We also know that Jesus is the wisdom of God personified in a physical body and uh, there are scriptures uh, in Corinthians uh, out of that first chapter that talks about Jesus being the wisdom of God and uh, someone said well I just thought he was just the word of God well he is the word of God we know that for a fact right Jesus himself is the word of God that, that, that dwelt among the earth came incarnate into the world everything that was made by him nothing was made without him uh, nothing was made without the word so Jesus is the word well w- would you would you say that the the Word of God is in line with uh, infiltrated with wisdom could you get wisdom from the word well if Jesus is the Word you'd have to say that Jesus is also wisdom right and so Christ as we know uh, speaking of Jesus but Not the person, but Christ means, we know it means the anointed one and his anointing. We also know that the anointing uh, is a burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. It was the first message that Jesus preached out of the wilderness when he said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me, and said what he was anointed to do. And said he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Well there's an anointing to do that He didn't just say preach He said I'm anointed to preach to the poor he, And he also said I'm anointed To heal the brokenhearted, And to preach deliverance to the captives And recovery of the sight to the blind And set at liberty them that are bruised So there is anointing there So once again Jesus or Christ Simply means the anointed one And his anointing And we know the anointed will always remove burdens And destroy every yoke So Christ is the wisdom of God, and we also know the anointing of God is also the the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is the wisdom of God. And uh, the wisdom of God is available to us because the Holy Spirit is available to us, and he's on the inside. We know all these things. So wisdom is a person. Wisdom is a person. Uh, You say, Jesus, yes, but I'm talking about the Holy Spirit also is a person, right? Uh, I know I'm talking to the choir, but I don't think anyone here does this. But when you say Holy Spirit, you still sometimes hear people say, well, uh, calls Holy Spirit it. Well, you can't call a person it. Right. The scripture says, Jesus says, when he has come. He's a person. You can say, when it gets here, when he comes, he will talk, he will tell, he will show, he will instruct. So we know that Jesus, of course, was a person. And we know that the Holy Spirit is a person. And we know that so the person that we're looking for is on the inside and is ready and willing to help us tonight. He's ready and willing to help you tonight. Uh, with any situation that you are facing today, we have to know now that this wisdom is not natural. There is uh, two types of wisdom. Obviously, you can go to a university and gain wisdom. You can live life and gain wisdom. You can read uh, books on any subject, and you can you can gain wisdom. But that's apart from the wisdom of God. God didn't get his wisdom from reading, reading the encyclopedias or Google hmm. so we know his wisdom is not natural wisdom and his wisdom is not just mental intellect and so uh, without going there you know Ephesians 1 Paul prayed that we would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so there was two things wisdom and revelation uh, anytime wisdom is imparted into, to us by the Holy Spirit. He's also revealing; it's revelatory in the sense that He is revealing the the mind, the wisdom, the heart of God. So His wisdom is always accurate, always, always correct. Although men have always argued with the wisdom of God, uh, you say, "Why do they do that?" Well. We can find out why they they did. Then we'll know why we do. When the wisdom of God says do this or do that or go tell this person this or give this, give how much? What? 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 Yeah, but God, don't you know Thursday I got to pay? The wisdom of God's always accurate. He's always correct, always infallible, always unchangeable, higher in understanding than any other person or source. You cannot go to a higher being in this world or in the world above to find a higher source of wisdom and intelligence in God. We know f- from reading different passages in the New Testament and in the uh, in the Psalms and the Proverbs, it says that it was by wisdom that the world was created. The world was created. Uh, much you could say about that, about uh you could just go on forever and just be baffled with the awesomeness of God to know. You know, God knows something about science. It seems like he does. And it seems that he weighed what need part of the earth needed to be land, what part needed to be sea. He so said he stretched out the heavens like they were a curtain. And created all this that we know of in six days and rested. You know, it's sometimes it takes me three weeks to pull weeds out of a flower bed. But <laughs> and then I found a quicker way, it was called Roundup. But anyway, God, I lost a few of the bushes. But anyway <clears throat> to the credit of Roundup it did, it did it did what I asked it, I guess. But I know it no, I didn't do that. I did not do that. Hallelujah. She knows what I'm talking about. So he knows all the events of the, of the world and he knows all the events of your world from beginning to end. God knew you before you knew you and God knew you before you, you were you and God knew you before you were, your parents knew you and God knew you before you and your parents and your parents and your parents and your parents and parents. He saw you coming because he saw you in him. You came out of him. It should not be an unusual thing when we think about being in heaven one day. We should think about heaven as home. And I think that's the most uh, correct way to say it. When when uh, a person or a loved one passes, they you say they went home. Amen. I mean, I, when when I leave one day, I mean that's that's how I look at it. I'm going home. Right? This is not home. Huh? No, this is not home at all. So we came out of God. Amen. Right out of him. So he knew us all along. So he knows all the events of the world from beginning to end. And that being said, and these are just my own notes, he is overqualified to be your personal counselor. Overqualified. You know, people sometimes can't get a job because they're overqualified. He is overqualified to instruct you. Amen. The Lord can help you with your biggest dilemma before he's had a cup of coffee in the morning. In a Cinnabon. or right. The thing is... We can have a whole lot of Bible knowledge, and I think everybody here we do and that's good and we should we should want knowledge because people perish for the lack of it but I'm just saying you can have a whole lot of Bible knowledge, but we need the wisdom of God to flow with it. Wisdom will not be any good if you don't have the understanding you you can't apply the wisdom that God gave you what good is you what good is if the wisdom of God gave you an invention but you don't understand the market or how to How to get it to—I mean, all the steps it takes to go from the idea in your head and tune around it with your garage, and to ever get it out on Walmart or somebody's shelf or into a car manufacturer—you got an idea idea that would change the world. You know, there's there's people who still make inventions, and they're they're making inventions out of uh, something that's already been invented, but they're just looking to copy it. But they got copy—you know—you can't. So they, they're, what they're doing is looking for another way to present almost the same thing and get around all the legalities of the patents, and that's called backward engineering. It's just, I'm gonna go to the store, and I think I can make this, and you know, it'll have a different little twist on it. They'll get around the patent that you got on this, but I'll tear this apart piece by piece by piece, and I'll go backwards to understand what the inventor or the manufacturer was doing to see, if, to see if anybody could start over again and make the same thing modified enough to get past the patent and create a better mousetrap. And to me, there's, there's someone who can come up with a better mousetrap, there's a market for it. I mean, not everyone likes to get that sucker out of out underneath that spring. You know, when he's reaching for the cheese, you know, it's just like there's, there's gotta be a better way. <laughs> you know or the glue trap so I said does that bother you have watched them like that well it ain't never bothered me a whole lot but anyway I just uh, uh, I, I just tell the first one if I let you go we well, go tell all your friends you won't okay I'm sorry and then you're <laughs> but I did feed some some cheese some one time that was in the glue trap so i wanted wanting to die but with a heavy with a full stomach so it looks to me like the market's wide open if you can find something that's more humane you know, and uh, then uh, you know, like I don't know if they work. We've got some in here, probably to get rid of them. they probably quit working years ago. These things you plug in that's supposed to tell rodents and spiders sends out some type of signal. I don't know how well they work. We've had them for a long time. And uh, but anyway, uh, if you uh, if if you have something like that, you see well that that was a revolutionary idea. I just plug it in, and the roach just says not here. Well, that's good if it works, you know, if, if it works, right? So uh, we have a lot of knowledge, but we need the wisdom and, uh, to flow with it so we have the understanding. So we can have a lot of information. We can have a lot of Bible information, but we can have information but, but it couples with no wisdom at all. And uh, if you have a lot of uh, accumulated knowledge, sometimes it just makes us educated fools. You know, some people have gone to school so long I meet people uh not recently, but I, I met some people about ten years ago I went to school with and they're still schooling. And I and i I thought, well that's fine. You're going back for a degree. No, I'm still in school. I said, Man, we graduated 25 years, 30 years it this is ten years ago. So they're uh, I think they get they're they're educated beyond their intelligence. You know, so you can accumulate knowledge, but do you have the wisdom of God coupled with it? Now Proverbs 8, if you will. I guess, uh, we'll take a, a, a little peek in here. We'll stop off. This whole ch- chapter is a really awesome chapter. It talks about the wisdom of God. Verse 1 says, Does not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? Uh, one other translation says, So wisdom cries out. So she's not hiding. She's not forsaking us. She's not playing hide and seek. She's come out in the plain open and she's saying she's wisdom and understanding, putting forth her voice. She stands in the top of the high places by the ways and the places of the, of the past and she cries at the gates of the entry of the city and at the coming of the doors and says, Oh, men, I call all my voices to the Son of Man. Oh, you simple, understand wisdom. And you fools, be of an understanding heart. Hear. I mean, wisdom wants to share. Wisdom really wants to share. And uh, she said, I will speak to you excellent things. And the opening of my lips shall be right things. Well, you know anyone can make that claim? Every time I open my lips, it's right. Now, I know people who say that, but I'm just saying... Hmm. Well so she's crying out so in verse 1 we saw that, that and then verse 11 we'll skip down to some of this it says wisdom is better than rubies anyone like rubies? And all, the, all the things that may be desired not to be compared to her 12 I wisdom dwell with prudence And find out knowledge of withy inventions. 14. Wisdom is saying counsel is mine. And I have sound wisdom. I am am understanding. I have strength. Wisdom makes a claim in verse 15. By me kings reign and princes decree justice. 16, wisdom claims again, by me, princesses, rule, and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. And then wisdom tells us, I love those that love me. Can't we talking about it? How does it love? Hmm? Jesus is the wisdom of God. The Holy Spirit is wisdom and says, I love those that love me. And if you'll seek me early, you're going to find me. And when you find me, verse 18, you'll find me with riches and honor. Durable riches and righteousness. And you'll find out, verse 19, my is better than gold, yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. And I'll lead you in the way of righteousness in the midst of the passive judgment. Verse 21. Hope this won't make anyone mad. Verse 21. I will cause those that love me to inherit substance. Substance. And I'll fill your treasures. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. And uh, if you read the whole chapter... We talked about it. it was the wisdom of God That created the, the earth The heavens and the earth And this is one of the chapters That goes into some of that saying When this was created I was there And when this was done I was there And I was the one who did it God gave the command and I made it happen Amen So the one who created the earth at God's command Says I'm crying out to you I want to talk to you I want to have a conversation with you you love me, i love you right back. I got counsel, I got strength, I got power, I got sound wisdom, I have understanding. I can teach you everything and anything. I can tell you what's the best thing to do in your situation. I can tell you not only the best thing, I can tell you some more things that you don't even know about your situation. You're trying to decide should I do this or that. and He says, I got 14 more things you need to know about. And you're trying to decide you know whether I could go A or B. Mmm That's pretty good isn't it So he says Seek wisdom early Not as the last resort People say Oh it's come down to prayer now We better get them praying Well That's the problem After you tried everything And after we messed everything up Now it's come down to prayer Seeking God every- But, we, but here, So the clue is real simple Seek God Seek God every day. Better to do it in the morning, than stay in the attitude of presence and worship during the day. But seek God every day. Why? Because your day started. And why don't you run? In, why don't you talk with wisdom before you go meet the day, right? Before you make a decision, have you asked God? Well, we're we we believe we're going to do this. But I, I well okay. You can, but are you being led to do that? Is wisdom leading you to do that? Before you purchase a home, is wisdom leading you to purchase a home? Before you buy that car, is wisdom leading you to do that? Before you move away or take another job, is wisdom leading you to do that? Before you get married, can I get a thousand amens? Should you not talk to the wisdom of God, the Holy Spirit, about that? Amen. I mean, get the wrong car if you going to make a mistake. I tell all the time, you know, but I don't know if anyone ever listens. I said, you know, it's it's crucial who you marry, very crucial. I said, if you're gonna make a mistake, go go to the drive-through and get the wrong combo. I said, ugh, I ain't never eat that again. Okay, that's seven dollars. We know what ten dollars. We're not gonna do that again. But if you wake up the next morning and look on the pedal and said. Ugh. <laughs> well, there's probably something out there before the. Yeah, praise the Lord. So, get the wisdom of God. But what would people do? They do, it, they do it the other way. They develop their plan and then they ask God to bless it. No one here has ever done that. And I can tell you God's response He'll say, That's your wisdom, that's what you've decided. You said you were going to go do this. You said you was going to buy that. You said you were going to go here and you're going to go there. So we ask him to bless it. And, uh, but see, God blesses his plan. Better than that, his plan's already blessed. So why wouldn't we get in on the plan that's already blessed, right? If God leads you to do it, it's already blessed. you say, well, yeah, but it's going to take a while well, it took it took a while to build an ark, but God knew how that ark was going to float, and it was going to take a while to build it. it worked right so he he was working on a successful plan and 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 God floated Noah and the eight family and all their assets and uh because his plan was already put in place. But when we just go put, do something and we say, hey, I'm gonna go do this and I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go start this or build this or buy that and we're gonna do this, that, and the other, <clears throat> you, you, you need to find out because God knows all, everything. He knows the future. He knows what the market's gonna be. He knows what's gonna go up, what's gonna go down. He knows whether it's gonna be a good investment to buy that or a poor investment. He knows if you're going to buy something to get stuck with it, or if you're paying too much or it's not going to meet your needs. And Sometimes we just have tunnel vision and we have so small thinking that all we see is now and we're ready for a change. Anyone have been ready for a change and you're past ready for a change and you're going to go, ah. Well, uh, I haven't been able to take my advice for a while. I used to say just go eat some Mexico for a while and then <laughs> <laughs> and then work it all out, you know, in prayer. But, uh, but, I mean, if you need to, just get off for a while and, and don't do something in the frustrated moment. Make changes if you have to, but don't do something. Don't buy something that you don't need to buy out of time. Just because, well, We can. I, 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 well, once a month, I, I'm sure y'all do. You ever get the things in the mail that all not just like you pre-qualified? I mean, this is the check. It's in the mail from whatever company. All you got to do is sign the back. You ever got one of those? I get one once a month usually. Last month it was uh, for twenty-three or twenty-six hundred dollars, and it was just signed the back, and it is official contract. You know, and then it tells you you know what you're borrowing from them, and it, they have to tell you we well, you know. We'll, what the interest rate is and the payment is and how many payments and they tell you. And the interest rate on that was close to 70%. Wow. And people get stuff like that in the mail and they say, man, God moved, moved for us today, we was in desperation. And I just went to the mailbox and, and there was a check, I'll do, sign it. And we said, we'll go take care of this, that, and the other. You just swap problems. Huh? You went to double digit devil finance. Mm-hmm. Right? And now you just you just kicked the can down the road, it's all that you've done. Amen. So wisdom has ultimate wisdom. I don't think the Holy Spirit's going to lead you to, to sign a contract at t- 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 percent. Amen. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, if he led me to do it, I don't know why he'd ever leave me, but I don't even know what the inside of a tidal place looks like, Title alone. I, I hope I don't ever know. Amen. Uh, so the only time I've ever been to pawn shop is to buy something. I've never pawned anything. Now I've had to go back there and, and get some stuff back that's been pawned that I knew was mine. <laughs> I was like, that's just like the one that been in my garage for years. And then mine ain't in my garage. And being that it has my initials scratched on the back right, it's probably mine. Makes you so feel, feel so good when you buy it back. Moving right along. Uh, so, before we do these things, let's get the wisdom of God. Uh, just got a little bit more. Other than that, you got the natural way of thinking. Not your way of thinking. It it pulls the other wisdom in, and it says, "We we, we need to do something. We 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 got to move forward. We got to change our situation here." So it, it goes by what it looks and sees and feels, and then sometimes even talks to other people to get their opinion. I've had some well-meaning people, people I greatly uh, respect and admonish people in the ministry says oh don't do that do this and it's, it was really sound wisdom the problem was with the Holy Ghost had already told me to do the opposite because you, you really can't give that kind of advice you know what I'm saying I, when I say that I mean I'm not talking about something like should I lie or not lie I'm not saying that should I, should I kill someone No, I'm talking about just about things naturally what to do don't do this don't do that Or how to handle a situation, uh, you know, in your family. Or how to handle a situation in the church. I mean, every pastor learned years ago, when you start a new person, a new job that they want to do, here's the way you do it. And they learned this because of mistakes. They say, oh, I just want to, oh, I want to do that. And you've been really believing, need someone to do that in the ministry, and here they are, and they're doing it. And you find out two weeks later, you got a mess. And you don't know how to stop it. I've had people on uh, stages who had a heart to sing but didn't have a voice to. Good people that you care about. And everybody in the room knows they can't sing except the person who can't sing. And, uh, you know, I I just, you really don't want to be in that situation that you got to go talk to them and say, you know, uh, you got a little... Uh, cold in your throat or your head? No, why? Oh, uh, <clears throat> did you swallow some razor blades? <laughs> no. And so uh, we've had to use technical means. Uh, it's called mute. <laughs> to where their mic was live and what they could hear on the stage was live by their, by their monitor, but it never got to the house. And then you just prayed that the, they, would, they would move on. So what we say, we're going to do this for a time. And then that way you put, you know, you kind of built your in the barrier there so if it doesn't work out. Or some things are just for time. But natural way of thinking makes all the, all the decisions by how we look, see, feel, and talk to everyone. And we, then we get their opinion. Then we make a decision. And out of that equation is the wisdom of God. This building, I did not want. Of course, I didn't want the one before it. And uh, actually, I was looking in another direction. And uh, I really didn't want the building. And uh, I really didn't want to be in this particular location. I don't mean on this street. I mean anywhere in this city. And I was looking in other places. And the Holy Spirit said... uh, call those people well I didn't I knew he said it so I called him and uh, I said this is what uh, we're looking to to do and this is how much we're willing to to do and she says oh no she says I just if you're going to buy it we'll talk she says but no I could at least rent it hundreds of times but I'm not interested in that and I said okay well that got me off the hook And I went out there and I said, "Lord, I she didn't want to rent it." And he said, "Yes, she does." And I said, "Okay." Well, she said she didn't, and there's—I mean, she's like, she quickly said, "I could have done that hundreds of times." So I went back to where I wanted to go, and I'm looking for a building. And I'm riding around in a particular city, and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Man, I'm, I'm bringing out them deep tongues the deep wisdom of God shown that out of my house. And I said, Lord, you, you haven't really shown me the property. He said, oh, yeah, I showed it to you. He said, if you like this city, he said, why don't you eat lunch and then go home? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, the population would be so much greater. We could pull from A lot larger Geographical area I'd be closer to hotels I'd be closer to restaurants I'd be closer It would just help immensely He said well then do what you want And I said oh my gosh Now from the time I had that conversation To me saying that was a month So I'm sitting there Looking at a building Another building In this city I'm thinking about And I'm calling Uh the number on it and, and she says well I can do this and I can do that and I said well that's that's pretty high and I said it's not even enough room and uh, and I said uh, well she said if you want to look at it let me know so I said I'll call you back tomorrow and when I picked and I put the phone down uh, from talking to this person I'm you know reading a, a real estate thing in a window years ago uh, north of here and I put the phone down and my phone rang, and, and uh, the conversation went something like this: said, "Is this Reverend West?" I was like, <laughs> "Reverend." I don't really like that, but anyway, I said, uh, "I said this is Eric Quest." Well, yeah, but are you that preacher? I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm preaching. I'm preaching." preaching. She says, "Well, you you looked at our building, but uh, I don't know weeks ago." Jemison. I said, "Yeah." She says, uh, <clears throat> "Well." I know my family said they weren't ever going to do that, but we we want you to get the building, and we'll just take whatever you offered. (laughs) Well, it was during that time, 2010, there was still a recession going on. I said, well, we got this one in college, and we got that one in college, and we're in the real estate business, ain't nothing selling, and uh, sending kids to Alabama is not real cheap. Whatever you offered, we'll take. And I'm like, it was a of victory. I still didn't want to do it. And uh, she says, uh, could you meet us in the morning? Or have you got a building yet? And I was, I was like, I'm, and I'm still in the parking lot look at these others in the city I want to be in. And I said, well, I'm kind of in the middle of something. And the Lord says, no, you're not. <laughs> he said, you're listening to your own wisdom. Now go home and do what I told you to do. He said, eat lunch on the way out if you want to. Shop. Go home, son. on it. And so I just he was trying to tell all the Lord the good reasons why we should go the other way. You know, and, and they were very valid points. Amen. I said, you know, when you got a guest minister, you got to put them halfway across the world. Then they got to get here. Then you got a night time. Then you got to go feed them, and then they're exhausted. Then you got to travel them thirty miles to get something decent to eat. And then they got to sit there forever to eat. And then I got to get them back to the room, and then, uh, then the night see, the night meeting comes up, and they barely have got back to the room from having to wait so long, drive so long to eat that I get them back and I pick them up an hour and fifteen minutes later, and just believe they got enough energy to do another meeting. <laughs> now if we just lived here. Uh, If we were just here, we could. I said, "Now you understand what I'm. uh, Silence." And you, you can laugh at me. I don't know. I understand, but I think probably everyone here has done something like that. So uh, that's the natural things. Well, we know according to Isaiah 55, he said, "My, "My ways are not your ways." Well, that's, that was true not in this case, right? He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My thinking is not like your thinking at all. Well, we know James says that if we want wisdom, all we've got to do is ask from God. And he'll give, it, he'll give us the wisdom that we need about what to do about that situation. But he requires that you believe that what he tells you is the answer. Even if it's not the answer you want. You said, well, God, tell us something we don't want. Yeah, Well, you're sitting in the building I didn't want. But I didn't want the building before this one. I didn't want to buy a funeral home. I spent a quarter of a million dollars in that building, just to try to change the image of it, it was a funeral home. And I, as long as I was there, people said, "Well, where are y'all at?" I said, "We're on uh, Highway 145." I'd say, "We're right next to the Board of Education." "Yeah, y'all know a funeral home?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." yeah, yeah. A quarter of a, two million dollars wouldn't change the way that. Right. So, I mean, it didn't bother them. I guess it bothered me. So. He says, so anyone who needs wisdom, let him ask God. He's more than willing, more than able. He is the wisdom. He's omniscient in all things, and he's ready to pour out your answer. And all you got to do is simply believe and don't vacillate. And he's not turning on it. So spiritual things have to be explained and understood by the Holy Spirit. Spiritual things have to be explained And we have to understand them By the Holy Spirit So we see the need for wisdom and understanding So the question is How do I get the wisdom of God From your spirit to your mind To solve the problem Well for sake of time We'll we'll just answer it 1 Corinthians 14 2 says He that speaketh in an unknown tongue Does not speak unto men But he speaks unto God Howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries So when I pray in the spirit I'm praying out divine secrets and mysteries Not of this world we know he's a spirit, and we know that we're a spirit. So we got two spirits talking to each other. So when I'm in the spirit and I'm speaking by direct, uh, he's, given me a, he's given us a divine language that we can speak to him, bypass the natural mind, bypass the natural world, and speak directly to your Father God. And he is, he is involved in, in the process of taking his wisdom from his spirit to our spirit and then many times if you'll ask for the interpretation you know you know, the best place to practice some of this even in the gifts is at home by yourself you say well God he never had me give a message no he had you give one yet the best place to get it you know the, in a prayer interpretation is go behind a barn Pray in the Spirit. And I said, Lord, show me what this means. That doesn't mean everything that we pray in the Spirit needs to be interpreted. Some of it's just our prayer language. But there's many times the answer would come from you. I've done this oh countless times in the sense of... Praying something out in the spirit to say, I I I know you uh, you you have the understanding for me because the Bible says without the understanding, then our praying tongues had edified us, it charged us up, it was beneficial to us, but we still have no understanding. It's like the accumulated knowledge that I don't have any wisdom, so it still does me no good. I know the world could use a better mousetrap, trap, but I don't know what it is. So here we go. So we should pray in the spirit to solve the problem. When you pray in tongues. Or what you pray in tongues will be revealed to your mind And it'll come out of your mouth What you pray in tongues will be revealed to your mind And it'll come out of your mouth So Proverbs 8 says wisdom is the principal thing Which means wisdom is the main thing And when you have the main thing then you have the key to everything So you want the key to everything? Then there it is So you can tell someone before a service, I have the answer to all problems tonight. Because if you have wisdom, you have the principal thing, and it's the main thing, and if you have the main thing, then you have the key to everything. So there's the newspaper, I threw it on the porch. (laughs) You can walk so much in the natural that you miss the spiritual realities. Opportunities are coming by us all the time, but very seldom do we always see them. You have to have eyes for the opportunity. You have to be looking and expecting the answer to even hear or to see it. Amen. I mean, there's been a lot of times I wanted to jump ship and go something else. I said, Lord, it's time to do. It's time to go. It's a little frustrating living like this or doing this or whatever. And he said, stay, stay, uh, stay stay well i see i only know what i know but you know that guy who's who wants to taxi the uh from the airport he's he's depending on the air traffic controller who knows about all the incoming and outcoming you need that guy to be on his job to tell you okay you have clearance now so but he's got the big picture right and when you're just the pilot, you know, taking off with of your crew, then here you are, all you know is what you see here. But he has everything in the air and on the ground. And even when you get in the air, they have to wait for instructions when they can go to 20,000 feet to 30,000 feet because there's, there's some more uh, aircraft up there. You know, they just don't say, well, got you in there, and yon yon. Well, that might work, you know, in Verbena. But you you wouldn't want to be on your on your own in Houston or Atlanta, where well, they have something landing every twenty five seconds or taking off. There would be a collision without people looking at the whole picture. So when we tell God, it'd just be better to do this with and to ask Him to bless it. That's the guy on the ground with limited view and and perspective, and telling the one who sees all and knows all, what's best? Now, bless it. We know these things, but it helps us to hear them. Your spirit has been given a language to talk to God who is a spirit on his level. You wanna get on God's level, get a spirit. You say, I'm enough to nobody. Well, get a spirit and be somebody. Your spirit has been given a language to talk to God who is a spirit on his level and speak divine secrets. Romans 8 said he bears witness with your spirit. The Holy Spirit takes the things of God or Christ and transmits them them into your spirit, deposits them into your spirit. Because you've been joined to the Lord. You're one spirit with him. It's real easy. Joined the Lord. That whatever's in his spirit's in your spirit. And then as you meditate upon these things, then your mind gets to grab hold of it. and says, oh, I, this is what he wants to do. That's how we're going to do this thing. Man, I was going about this thing the hard way. Duh. Amen. And when he does this, it makes, a, it makes them a reality, not a theology. When he reveals it to your spirit, it's, it, it's reality, it's revelation. It's not theology, it's not a creed, it's not a doctrine. It's an understanding through revelation. Every, every breakthrough comes out of revelation. Every breakthrough. So he makes it real to you, giving you spiritual insight into divine secrets and strategies that will cause you to experience victory in every situation. Well, you better sign up and do it now. You better sign up and do that now. Well, if you don't buy the car now, I mean, you know, they don't offer this, but two times, you know, once a year, every three years, do they give these kind of rebates? Oh, it probably won't be before, and four left. You better hurry. Really? There's no shortage of cars in the world for sale. I can just promise you. And there's desperate people every day. Is that right, Keith? I mean, you ever made people desperate to buy a car and get rid of a car? And sometimes they come back. You know, someone goes through misfortune and they come back. So there's no shortage of vehicles. Oh, you'll never find one like this. Well, you know, this is probably a curse for salesmen in the business, but I can go around the world with this. I mean, that little Avalon I bought Michelle, I mean, I just never did it before. I just said, you know, I could just ride all over the world. But I think at that time I went to Carfax and it puts it on good, uh, fair deal, not so good, uh, great deal, you know, off the, off the chain kind of deal. And it was Atlanta, and I said, this is what I want to spend, and this is what I want on the car, and this particular one, I want everything in it. If it'll wash dishes, put it in there too. <laughs> and it said, what you're looking for sitting in Atlanta. I looked at the pictures, and I said, it looks okay, I said, but... It's a little bit lighter than I would have done. And I said, so I want some extra photos because, believe me, if, if it don't look like this when I get there, I will go have a nice lunch. If you think I'll buy it just because, you'll find out I will just go have me some fantastic seafood or barbecue. So they sent me more photos, and I said, good enough. I'll be there in three hours. It was real easy. And I just did it from my phone. Amen. Well, God didn't have to have the phone. He, he saw you coming before you came. Huh? It wasn't when the doctor said, it's a girl or a boy, that God said, oh, look at there. You were already in him. And he chose when you come out of him. Hmm. Buzzy used to read that translation. Tomorrow's 10 years, Pastor Buzzy went home and uh, uh, what's that I forget what translation or even what scripture he said you know that we were conceived in him he said uh, one translation said you were the very womb mates of Christ himself it's like oh, oh, womb mates with Jesus Christ dear God I mean it could mm, dear Lord the very womb mates uh, mm. so now we're living in the spirit by the spirit we're living in we we're we're living in Revelation, not just information. See, information is what got us in trouble. I got someone I want you to meet. We'll go on a double date. What's his name? Fred Frankenstein, something? I'm not really sure. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. Might be one and the same. Amen. You know, if you're going to get married, have have a lot of questions. Ask the Holy Spirit, then still ask a lot of questions. Who are you? When was you born? When are you like? You know, like this. I need to see your financial statement. I need to see your car maintenance. I need to see your checking account. I need to see... You know, uh, often do you change the filters in the air conditioning? I need to know, you know, do you believe in air conditioning? I need to know, uh, do you eat? How often do you eat? I mean, do you, do you clean up? Do you wash? Do you cook? Do you think I'm going to do everything? Do you like dogs? Do you don't like dogs? Do you like this? Uh, where do you think we're going to spend every Thanksgiving? Uh, I, I, and I got 10,000 more questions after that. Do you like grass? You hate grass? You cut grass? You ain't going to cut the grass? Do you like flower? You don't like flower? You like this. Do you, what kind of music do you like? Do you you get up early, do you get up late Are you going to shave, not going to shave Do you believe in deodorant, what kind of deodorant do you believe Is it long lasting, is it going to last two hours I got a lot more questions (laughs) Right, right Like I said, on the combo mess up I'm never going to get that hot hot spicy chicken again Okay, eight dollars, we figured it out But after you get that thing (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, praise the Lord Okay, let me finish right here. So living in revelation is living apart just from information. Don't be don't be informed, be revelated. Spirit of wisdom revelation. You might say, something told me. Well, it how about someone told you? Sometimes we say something told me. Well, there's only three, there's only three things talking. <laughs> now they all have enforcements that works underneath the subtopics. <laughs> you know, we got our subconscious mind and there's the whole, the whole part of that, you know, and the stored knowledge and all that. And certainly God speaks to us, right? And he has a host of ways of speaking to us, but the devil has a few, right? I like something uh, Billy Burke said when he was there. He told some young couple that they were taking these kids off of, off the street, uh, uh, now these young girls, and getting them out of human trafficking. And uh, and he says, oh, apparently he knew a lot about that. He says, that's a, that's a thing you all going through. And there's this young couple, and they were having all kind of physical and emotional problems. He says, it's because of where you at and who you're dealing with. you you invaded into a world where there's some very strong strongholds and he says, and you're you're ministering, getting these girls off the street and away from their, you know, their, uh, uh, their pimps and whatever, and trying to save their lives, and they got all this going on. He's and and, and now you're dealing with the same spirits. They are. I mean, these are young people, and, and both of them were was depressed, and both of them had health issues, and both of them had emotional issues. They were they were a wreck. And he says, what you do is very admirable, but here's what you've got to know about working in a place like this, and here's how you've got to be ready on time. He says, because when you met Jesus and you decide to do something for Jesus, you need to know this. He says, when you signed up, you got all Jesus' friends and all of his enemies. <laughs> so you've you got a host to work with you and a host to work against you. So we, don't, we can't just go into it blindly. Okay, is this Okay. And uh, I don't know, this came to me just about an hour ago, just jot it down. It says, we as Christians believe for the right of life concerning the unborn child. I do, don't you? Yeah. I think it's scripture that we should vote for those who support pro-life. Someone says, well, I'm pro-choice. I said, that's okay, long as your choice is life. Kinda, I'm kind of narrow-minded, I guess. Yeah, but I, I like the, the so-and-so's, uh, you know, the, their uh, health plan. And I like their tax plan. I like their education plan. The only problem is, if they're pro-choice, I can't get. I can't get. I may, I may like your dental plan and your health plan and your retirement plan and all that, or whatever you're going to do. But if you're pro-choice and we're going to abort kids by the hundreds of thousands, I can't get. I can't get you without getting that plan. You know, people said that Russia stole the election. Well, if people weren't ignorant, you can't steal nothing. <laughs> I don't need to listen to people to make a decision about who to vote for. Do you, you know, should I vote for? Well, I shouldn't call out names, but sh- sh- should I vote for? You know, you know, study a little bit, find out who the people are. It's real easy to find out. Find out their voting record, what they've been doing before they got there. I mean, what do you qualify I mean, what qualifies you to run for the president? Without I've been running for 20 years. That's my experience. running. No, I mean, what? <laughs> huh? And Sometimes it took a it took an outsider. Well, we, we have a president now, who's an outsider. Now, President Obama, he was a senator, but he was the only senator for two years. So his experience in the Senate, and Congress, was really just running for president. And that's an enormous job. Now, you know, I, I didn't vote for uh, for him, and and. Uh, because of that one thing, I don't care if the man's purple or yellow stripes, it makes no difference to me, but I can't get any other plan at all, whether I like you or not, I can't get it without the abortion plan. And then the first week in office, you know we're, we're bringing in the first week, all the homosexuals say, "Welcome to your to your home. You, you. But see, that came with that vote. You, you wanted all that free stuff and the food stamps and all that. Well I, you couldn't get that without the other. Hmm. So we don't accept abortion as an alternative to whether the timing is okay. Like, you know, I didn't know this was gonna happen and it's just not a good time for us. So I think, you know, maybe we should just have an abortion. Or our career's too important right now and we'll have a child another time. Well, after so many weeks, you have a human being inside. Now, you don't look at them. You may not feel them. They ain't kicked you yet and all this kind of stuff. But you've got a human in there. Amen. So you're going to choose to stop life. You can call it anything you want to. It's just called murder. And don't take that off the tape. But anyway, I mean, if it's a human life and you do something and you, and you give the authority someone to someone to, to carry on with their procedure, you have stopped life. Now, you can put lipstick on the pig all you want to, but somehow that person, human, is dead by the hands of someone who carried it out. Oh, okay, I didn't mean to get on the soapbox of using this as analogy, but so we understand that life is a gift from God himself. My comments I wrote down a while ago, but I wonder how many times the Holy Spirit has tried to conceive in you and me his plan for us, his divine strategy, only for our mind and information to abort it. How many times has the Holy Spirit been trying to bring us in this direction? Talk to us along these lines. Come get away with me, and I want to show and talk. Pray in the Spirit. Take some time. Just, don't go to that event. Just, just spend some time doing this. You're, you're watching a program, and something hits something on the inside of you. you know, you're watching maybe something on Chris TV, and it's like something there's like, yeah, oh, I need to write that down well that that 's just the invitation to come in and talk some more, but we but we get busy doing important things you know, like you know looking for crickets to go putting a basket to go fishing for, and your whole life is at stake amen so we 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 could be anti abortion, but are we abortionists ourselves are are we aborting the very plan and the purpose and the high idea of God and the purpose for, for our lives because we're taking natural information and, and we're discarding heavenly revelation and we swapped it for information. That must be it, folks. Let's run to a blank page. Hallelujah. Well, this will fix every problem in your life tonight. It really will. Well, if you went home and applied this, and you say, okay, you said you'd do this, Lord, I need an answer. I'm going to meditate and I'm going to pray and I'm going to wait. I'm going to seek you and I'm going to get your guidance. Then nothing happens. You come back, you say, now, Lord, you said you'd do this. Every good gift, perfect gift comes down. Every man who asks receives. So if you don't talk to me, you're a liar. well he's not a liar he's leading you he's ready he talks about it he knows what to do about that situation you know the Lord's not going to have to wait out and say well you know, that's, yeah if you do it this way he would mean that then he gets out his calculator and says but if you do it this way hmm. what would your cousin need to do Now he might talk to you about Netty just to teach you what not to do. How many, how many of y'all learned not to do something by watching what somebody did? Oh, well, y'all are we you are so smart. That is one great way to learn. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to prove it out for yourself. Right? Ah, that bridge out stuff, that's just they just, you know. It probably will in two weeks they just put the sign up two weeks early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, okay. Put your lights on high. <laughs> drive, drive slow. <laughs> Bridge is out. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Did y'all get anything? That was good. That was good. Now I got this by sitting down today for a few hours and listening and writing. I mean, I guess he gave it to me in 12 minutes, but it took me actually a few hours. Just to sit and listen to the way he wanted to say it, put it out. Hallelujah. I don't know how this will stand alone, but I will say it because I'm supposed to say it. God doesn't want you working for money. If that's something to you, just write it down. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know why I'm saying it. God does not want you working for money. Money is not your source. The government is not your source. Where you work is not your source. Your family is not your source. Social security is not your source. Medicare. Education's not your source. Disability's not your source. Only God can be your source. What would you do if some of this stuff dried up? And if this nation ever ended up to a socialist socialist type nation, it'd, it'd dry up. You know, Mayor lodgers at the Brooklyn, it dried up. Well, there was some social, socialist running that deal. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> No, we know that the man of God prophesied it. (laughs) Well, and then then you would put your your hope in something else and it would all be gone. We can't do that. We can't do that. So what I heard to tell you there, it's for whoever it is, but but God does not want you working for money. Money is a lousy reason to work. Does, Does God know that you need money? Well, sure. He knows the currency of this world. But it's not the currency of spiritual people. He already told you the to love up it, gets you in a lot of trouble. Right? He wants you kingdom minded. Not stockpiling tens and thousands and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, millions, millions. What good is it if you stockpile tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands to leave to hopefully not some ungodly people in your family and you, do, you don't do what you're supposed to do in the kingdom? Then you go talk to Jesus who is kingdom. Hmm. And he asked you about what about this, and what about that? What about this? So our wisdom has to come from above. It, it it can't come from it can't come from natural wisdom. I can't because of this. I can't because of that. Well, if I did that, then I'd be in a problem over here. No, you're 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 are we're, we're on the runway, and all we see is the runway in front of us, and we have no perspective of the atmosphere above us. So when God says run, run. Cause He sees all of it. If he says buy, buy. If he says don't buy now, don't buy now. If he says, wait, wait. Right? Amen. We gotta go at seven thirty. Praise the Lord.